2022. Here we are. John and Joe are coming for you. That's a haiku. No, it's not. It's not a haiku. But it rhymed. And you know what? I feel that's how that's how I feel like this year is going to go. It's going to flow. It's going to flow well. Okay? Because we are at the cusp of the best time of the sports year. And what is it? It is the NFL playoffs leading to the single biggest sporting event in North America every year, and that is the Super Bowl. And it's going to be in Hollywood this year. We are about a month and 10 days away from Super Bowl 55? I think it's 55. 55. 56. One of those two. It's in the 50s. And before we get there, there is so much that could still happen. A lot of the teams are locked, but seedings can change. And that could impact who is going to make it to the promised land. I am back. I am COVID free. John is with me. Look at me rhyming again. I'm like, I'm I'm heat. I'm on fire. <laughs> Segment one. The problem childs. Antonio Brown. What in the world are we doing? Baker Mayfield. What does his crystal ball have for the next 12 months? In segment two, we're going to talk about the playoff teams, which teams we liked, who's hot going into the playoffs, who's not, and who could ride that momentum through January. In segment three, I'm going to go on a mini rant about the New York Giants and their incompetency. And then we are going to do our final game picks of the year. Episode 45, 45 is coming your way. So make sure you're downloading FanDuel. Make sure you're downloading DraftKings. And make sure you're listening to our game picks this week. Because you may be able to actually put them through. Spencer, hit that tape, baby. Play to win the game. Touchdown! Can't wait. John. Hey, Joe. How we doing, Val? We're good. You, the rhyming, the haikuing, I don't know what was going on there. Well, I was playing Ghost of Tsushima and I could do haikus <laughs> in that game. So that's the word was in my head. Are you liking that game? So I got the PS5. Okay. Yeah, I remember you did get that. Played Miles Morales, 100% of it. Pretty good, right? I loved it. I didn't think it was, you said it was short. It wasn't that short. The ending was really good, though. The ending was great. Yeah, and it leads to a yes. They're doing the Spider-Man two with both of them. Yes, I hope it's co-op, which is great. Now I'm playing Ghost, which is phenomenal. Yeah, you like it? I love it. Love it. Love every part of it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't super crazy about it when I played it. Oh, you're not. Well, I it, it see to me it's like Horizon. And I love yes, Horizon. Yes, it is. And I, I love Horizon. See, I, I don't. So okay. that, that's where that's I where love Horizon. So, and I got Ratchet and Clank in the wrapping, waiting to be played after Ghost of Tsushima. Is that's finished. like a Pixar movie. That game is it really that good? It's like it's beautiful. Okay, 
And you have a nice TV. So. I have a beautiful television. It's huge too. 65 inches. Yeah, massive. I have a 60. You know what's funny is your TV looks bigger than mine and they're both 65. Maybe it's the room. It has to be. Yeah, because the way that you have yours. Yeah. Well, friendly banter, but welcome everyone to Perfect Spiral episode number 45. I am your host, Joe Miglio, and my other host, my co-host, John McCarthy, is sitting across from me. John, it's good to be back in the chair this week. It really is. You were on the phone and last week because you were in COVID protocol. I was. I was. And uh, honestly, it, it, it was pretty cool having you on the phone, FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, eventually, whenever we get guests, when that will, that will happen. Uh, that that's the you know what that's that's what's gonna happen for 2022 for us we're getting, we're getting a bunch we're getting a bunch of guests we're gonna get guests maybe video i really want video badly but <laughs> we are here and we are here to tell you that in 2022 you can rate review and subscribe our podcast anywhere you get them specifically apple or spotify or google you could also find this on deezer stitcher pandora or buzzsprout like how I did that, right? Yeah, that was, that good. was pretty good. This week is a little bit lighter because week 18 is coming next week. And then we got the megapods for like the next month because, you know, we got the playoffs and the Super Bowl and all that other stuff. And then March, we start the cycle all over again. Draft coverage. Draft coverage. It's going to be great. We're getting right into We're it. We're getting right into it. 24-7, 365 NFL. Love it. So let's jump right in, John. And I... Let's talk about let's let's talk about the news that has carried the NFL this week because it just it just has Car- carries an understatement. Um, Antonio Brown, uh, he's back at it again, um, making himself the center of attention. You know, um, let's recap what happened, and then John, because I know you're you read about everything into it, you can yeah. kind of inform the group what's going on here. From both sides. And then we could talk about it and make an assessment. But essentially, if anybody was paying attention, if anybody, again, I always like to say this, but lives under a rock, you missed Antonio Brown basically undress on the sideline of the Buccaneers sideline in MetLife Stadium on Sunday um, and essentially run off the field and pull Avante Davis uh, for the Bucs uh, on Sunday in the first half? First End of the first half? It was, I think it was early third quarter. Early, he yeah. actually played, he played the first half. Right. Came out at halftime, early third quarter. He he did what he did. Yeah. Right. Um, actually just got cut today. Yes, he was released. Just got released today. Um, and there's some been back and forth on why he did it, why he didn't do it. Uh, so I'm going to let John cover that. And then we'll discuss what we think about the situation and what it means for him specifically going forward. So in Antonio Brown's case, right, when you see what happened on that sideline uh, on Sunday, you're immediately thinking mental health. Everybody's saying, I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope he gets the help he needs. We've seen this with Antonio Brown before, right? We've seen this. We saw it with Oakland. We saw it with the Steelers. We, 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 we've seen it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't immediately clear what happened. Right. You just saw a bunch of videos of like him with the Uber driver, like, hey, we're going viral. He put out the song after he said, I'm a super gremlin, blah, 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 all that stuff. Then more information started to trickle out. Turns out this is from both sides. We'll go. I'll, I'll give both sides the cliff notes on it. Basically, what ended up happening was Antonio Brown didn't practice most of the week. He didn't think he was going to be able to go. He was cleared to play off the ankle injury. Right. He had the ankle injury a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He plays the first half, the second half. He says he's sitting on the bench. His personnel group was called in. He said, I'm not going into the game. Coach said, why? Bruce Arians. And he said, according to Antonio Brown, he said his ankle hurt. 
He said, I'm not going in. Bruce Arian said, then you could get the fuck out. Plain and simple, he said, get out. So Antonio Brown's freaking out. Mike Evans is trying to calm him down on the sidelines. Doesn't work. The whole thing transpires. What comes after now is this game of he said, he said, right? We're going back and forth. According to Antonio Brown, the Bucks covered up his ankle injury. Um, they injected him with a very dangerous uh, painkiller that's advised against by the NFLPA, but not banned by the NFLPA. It's just advised they don't use it. And he has multiple fractures. Cartilage is ripped off the bone. It sounds like a pretty severe ankle injury, right? So he's in New York. He's getting second opinions. He's going now. He's going to have surgery. Now, before he was going to have the surgery and it came out that he was going to have it, they didn't release him. And that's a whole nother story where they were trying to hold on to his rights because you don't want a playoff team to grab him, blah, blah, you know, that whole thing, which is not really fair, but that that's a whole nother discussion. So he, he says he's going to have surgery. They release him. Now he comes out and he sends a bunch of, he posts a bunch of text messages that are between him and Bruce Arians, where he's sending pictures of his foot getting treated by a trainer saying that his ankle hurt. And Bruce Arians is saying, yeah, I, you know, come upstairs. We'll talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. Call me, blah, blah. Like all these text messages. You can find them. We, I think I retweeted them today. Um, and then you see a text message between him and Tom Brady's famous trainer, Alex Guerrero, asking for his $100,000 back because of something with um, that he wasn't treated. Alex Guerrero said that he'll give it back to him. But Antonio Brown claims that he's not giving it back to him. It's all another. That's another part of this. Bruce Arians comes out today and says, well, he was mad that he wasn't getting any targets. Target share wasn't going his way. But what's funny about that Bruce Arians um, conversation today, which he waited until now to address, he could have addressed it after the game, could have addressed it whenever he waited till now. He admitted that Antonio Brown and Mike Evans were both on a pitch count. In the same conference this morning, he claims he was unaware of the ankle injury. The GM, Jason Light, is saying he was made unaware of the ankle injury. Nobody knew about this ankle injury. According to Jason Light, this might have stemmed because his agent, Antonio Brown and his agent, went to the front office and asked for his $2 million to be guaranteed for the rest of the season. They said no. There are so many factors contributing to this issue, right? I think it's at a point, and we'll, we're, I, I want to get your opinion on it. Uh-huh. I think it's, this is at a point where the NFL needs to step in and launch an investigation into what exactly happened. Because you are getting different stories. You are getting people contradicting themselves and Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown. And you have a player who did something that is unprecedented. That is unprecedented to walk off the field. It is setting a terrible example to walk off the field in the middle of a game saying, peace, I'm done, that's it. Joe, tell me what, you, what what are you thinking right now? Because you're looking at me, you're you're ready to fire on all cylinders. So. Who's what's the common denominator here, John? Antonio Brown. Okay, so he's a problem. He's a problem. I don't care if the Bucks are wrong or Antonio Brown's wrong. He's a problem. There's a way to handle the situation. The one thing you do not do is walk off the field and start stripping in front of fifty thousand people. That's what you don't do, and that's what he did. So he deserves to be cut for the stupid antics. Now, I saw those text messages to Bruce Arians. I saw the text message to Alex Guerrero. There was nothing in those text messages that was indicting. Like the people that he, quote unquote, was like pissed at. Alex Guerrero in the text says, cool, I'll give you the money, no problem. Okay, what's the the issue? 
And here's the funny thing about Bruce Arians texting Antonio Brown is really going to, I'm going to throw it out there. Bruce Arians is going to say, hey, this is BA when you have your the contact saved. That's weird. Yeah, that was a little weird. No, that's weird. You're going to, that's like me texting you. Hey, this is Joe. What? Even though I know it's you. Right, of course. So what the hell's that all about? Maybe it's an old people thing. Now, I will tell you that I didn't know about the the Jason Light not being aware of that's different. But what's the NFL going to do? If the NFL steps in like you're saying, what are they going to do? What are they going to investigate? It's a he said there's no proof. There's no proof of like I mean, yeah, you go to Jason Light. Did you know about the injury? Yes or no? If he says one one thing or the other, what are they going to say? You're lying? How? How are you going to prove that? I guess it really boils down to conversations between Antonio Brown, his agent, and the GM and the coach. Well, I mean, yeah, but here's the, the issue is simple. Antonio Brown is a problem. He's an issue. And yeah, I think, is he sick? I don't know. If he's sick, I have no idea at this point. I don't. I don't know what to make of him. But I clearly health. know it's it's for him. It's all about me. It's always been all about me. The guy's lucky. He got a Super Bowl ring last year. He got a Super Bowl ring because Tom Brady loves him. Which makes no sense to me. Which Tom Brady after the game, if it was any other quarterback, they're saying no comment and f Antonio Brown. And Tom Brady's sitting there like, yeah, you know, we got to be understanding. There's some factors going on, you know. But Tom Brady handled that with absolute class. Like, well, he always Tom does, Brady but, does everything with class. It's you know? fine. And he has a weird soft spot for Antonio Brown. But I mean, there's really nothing to say. He's just he's a he's a, he's a clown. I mean, let's put on the cards that he's a clown. He's at the Nets game, you know, last night, acting like everything's fine. Like you're 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 an ass, you're an ass. You know the problem is too. Someone's gonna pick him up. Oh, he's gonna play next year. Someone's gonna pick him up, which is which is which should be he should be suspended. That's number one. He should be suspended by the NFL because you sh- you you can't just walk out on your team. It's not like Vontae Davis where he just he retired. What are you gonna do? You can't suspend a retired player. He retired. Antonio Brown didn't retire. No, he fully plans to play. He's planning on playing next year. So they should suspend him. They should suspend him. But see, now this is the conversation, Joe. This sets a very bad precedent. For him. For him and and for other players in the league, I feel like, that you can get away. If if there is no repercussions, listen, I believe there should be repercussions for Antonio Brown. I'm telling you right now, I agree with you. Right? If they do not set a precedent by either suspending him Finding him, whatever. Going forward, this is bad for the league. It was a bad look on live television in front of 50,000 people for him to do that. Of course it was. It was disgusting. And it took away from a lot of other things that happened that day. Specifically like the Bengals beating the Chiefs at home, which was a phenomenal phenomenal football game. One of the games of the year, honestly. And it took away from that because it's all about me with Antonio Brown. Took away from the fact that after that happened, Tom Brady led a game-winning drive from his own like five-yard line after the Jets decided to go for it on fourth down. Instead of making it a seven-point game, they decided to go for it on fourth down, don't get it, and Brady drives down the field, you know, throwing the ball to Tyler Johnson and Surreal Grayson to win the game. Took away from that, too. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about how the Patriots clinched the playoff spot this week. 
after annihilating the Jaguars. No one's talking about how the Cardinals got back on top and Kyler Murray's now like 9-0 at AT&T Stadium. No one's talking about any of that stuff because Antonio Brown needed to be the center of attention. He's an S. An S. And any team that picks him up is just enabling his attitude. It's all they're doing is enabling his attitude. And it's always going to be a okay, can you can you make me money? That's what it comes down to with these guys. Yeah. Can you make me money? No matter how bad of a guy you are, if you could make somebody money, then you're going to be in the league. It's just tough. If Tom, if, Anto, um, if Tom Brady couldn't manage this and keep it at bay, Mike Tomlin couldn't manage it and keep it at bay. God, I, Mike Tomlin dealt with it for like eight years. God bless that guy. Yeah, how did he do that? That's what everybody's he's like. he's Mike Tomlin. That's why. Yeah. And now it's just, I, I don't know, man. I, he's going to play again next year because you know what? At the end of the day, what, you know, the whole thing that's just insane to me, insane to me. I don't know if this guy realizes like who he like. I think he obviously he knows who he is and he knows what he's capable of and he knows what he's done. I don't know if he realizes like he he's a Hall of Famer. Well, I think this may keep him out of the Hall. And of and all these things may keep him out of the Hall. Look of what thing. it did to Terrell Owens. Yeah, but Terrell, see, Antonio Brown is worse than To. One hundred percent. But he's worse. It the antics kept To out of the Hall of Fame for how many years? And it created disdain for him with the Hall of Fame organization. With Canton. I just think it's ridiculous. It's stupid. And the fact that we're sitting here talking about it for the first 20 minutes of the show is just, I hate it. Can we can we change topics, yes, please? Yes, let's go. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a, one person in the NFL who future is very, very, very foggy. And... There's a lot of players and coaches this year who seem to have their fate already written. Daniel Jones, Joe Judge, Matt Nagy, Urban Meyer, Mike Zimmer. We know pretty much the fate of all these guys already, you know? We have no idea what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield. None. This is a team who... During the preseason, during the offseason, and even after a week one loss, and it came down to the wire against that Chiefs. Remember that game in week one? That was their, it's crazy. That was their best game of the year. And we, myself included, and I think you too. Yeah. We all thought this team was a Super Bowl contender. Fast forward four months, five months, sorry, five months, and they are seven and nine. And as of last, as of Monday night, they were eliminated from the playoffs. They will not be going to the playoffs. A year after going to the wire with the Chiefs in Kansas City in the divisional round after winning their first playoff game in what was like 20 years. What the hell happened this year with the Browns? And on top of that, Baker Mayfield. The Browns have to make a decision on what they're going to do with him. 
I don't think he's worth a contract extension that's going to pay him over $100 million. Not the way he's been playing. No way. So what do you do if you're Cleveland? Well, he's owed that fifth-year option, which is something like $18.5 million. It's fully guaranteed. So whatever team he goes to, if he's traded or whatever, they're going to have to pick up that option. Like They're going to have to pay him that money. Right. There was... The last few weeks, I've been very hard on Baker. After you have. What? Very much so. Yeah. we've. It's been, it's been bad. But I'll say this. I have questions now. After there was a report that came out today that he's, you know, frustrated with Stefanski. It's been all season. He wanted to run more play action, bootleg stuff that plays to his strengths. And he told him, no, listen, there's a big problem with this team. First of all, the personnel and the play calling is an issue. We saw it last week. Nick Chubb, nowhere to be found. The Manning cast was all over it. When Chubb's not in the game, nothing good happens. When Chubb's not in the game, nothing good happens. They're making Baker do stuff that's not very Baker-like. And it's almost like the offense transformed completely from what they were last year. And we saw it. They got away from their strengths. And we kept saying, you got to run the ball, you got to run the ball. They, they didn't do it. So I do have a bone to pick with Stefanski in that respect. But with Baker, honestly, I think, I think his time in Cleveland is up. I think he needs a fresh start. I think we're Like looking, a Wentz? Like a Wentz. I think we're looking at a guy who has extreme potential in this league. I think this guy wants to be a winner. I do. I firmly believe he wants to be a winner. Day in and day out, like week after week, he played with a ton of injury. You know, and and we've seen guys that do that, and the toll it takes on their career, a la Matthew Stafford, a la Brett Favre. Like these guys are just constantly hurt, constantly playing. They don't want to miss games. They want to be out there for the team. I think we're seeing another Carson Wentz situation in Cleveland, where it's like, you know what, time's up. Let's move on. Let's go our separate ways. And you need a new, like a new, ch- a change of scenery. What are you thinking about that? Because honestly, I I have something in mind. I wanted to share with you. I, what do you think? I mean. Is it really all Baker's fault? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I now, after what, like last week, and after that report that came out, I can't fully say it's Baker. I mean, listen, we've all seen the way he's thrown the football this year and the decisions he's made. They haven't been good. No. All right, so let's flip that out of the way. He's had a bad year. He's definitely had a. He's contributed to them having a losing record. He's regressed significantly. Okay, he's definitely regressed. So let's not let's not beat around the bush. Okay, and. Now, here's where I'll say some of it's on him, okay? Odell Beckham went to L.A. and is being very successful there. Very successful. He got like five touchdowns in like six, seven games, something like that, okay? And when he was in Cleveland, Baker wouldn't look his way at all. So I'm going to blame Baker for that. But, I mean, this receiving core is not good. Like... Yeah, Jarvis Landry's a nice number two who's playing as a number one. Past his prime. Definitely past his prime. Definitely past his prime. I mean, you got Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Peoples-Jones is a nice receiver. I don't think he's a number one. No. No, your best pass catcher is probably Kareem Hunt, who's not playing right now. Tight end situation. Tight end situation is awful. Hooper has not been what they expected. Harrison Bryant is like not being used the right way, I think. And Njoku is up and down. Who won't be there next year. Right, who won't be there next year. They they, they don't have good... They, we thought they had good weapons. And I guess they don't. You know, but we know we know for a fact that, that Baker plays the best off of play action. There is not an excuse for me that Nick Chubb shouldn't be getting the ball 25 times a game. Ever. 
And the reason that I think Baker is having such a poor year is because you're asking a guy who has clearly has limitations at the quarterback position. Yes, he was drafted number one overall, but that doesn't mean doesn't have limitations. You're asking him to go throw the ball 38, 40 times a game, which is not something that he does effectively. I mean, these defensive backs, they're sitting on these routes because the the, the position players are limited. The quarterback is limited. You're taking away... The strength of the Cleveland Browns offense is the running back position and the offensive line. It is not the passing game in Baker Mayfield and the wide receivers. They're complementary to that. 100%. So I do not know why, for the life of me, like you said, that they're moving away from that. They lost their identity. But how? That's the question. How? How? Someone needs... At the end of the year press conference... Someone needs to ask, do you feel like you lost your identity identity this identity this year? And if they say yes, then I would say how? How did you get away from giving a top five running back? That's like not giving Derrick Henry the ball. Literally. It's the exact same thing it's like. It's coaching malpractice. But I agree with you. I think Baker needs a fresh start. I do. I think that the fans are starting to turn on him a little bit because we all like to blame the quarterback. He's, yep, he's the face of the franchise. We all like to blame the quarterback. But to me, I mean, this is coming from a, a team who, a fan of a team who has virtually no success ever. Browns fans should be like pretty patient with him, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like they should be pretty good with Baker. Like, this is a guy who came in as a number one pick, embraced that franchise, and turned it around. Never seen a player with as much, like, I guess, moxie and as, like, right. so swag. If I was a fan of Cleveland, I would give Baker a pass and say, listen, we need to help him out a little bit more. But for his sake, I think he may be better off somewhere else. But again, if he's not a guy... He's not like Russell Wilson where he could go and just turn a franchise around. He's not. That's not like him. No. He's more of the Kirk Cousins type where he goes somewhere and he's not going to like transform the franchise, but he's a guy you look at and you're like, okay. We have a chance every, every Sunday. Right. We, we could win with this. Yes. We could win with this. It's not like Aaron Rodgers or anything like that, but it's like, okay, we could win. You know who I compare it to? Hmm. Like Chad Pennington. Okay. Like Chad Pennington, with the, when the, the Jets were good in the early 2000s, Chad Pennington was a good quarterback. He Serv- wasn't great. He was good. Serviceable. Like yeah. Kerry Collins, the Giants, you know, like. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. But not a little oh, better than Fitzpatrick, I think. Okay. Better yeah. than Fitzpatrick. Well, younger, yeah. Better than Fitzpatrick. You know? Fitzmagic. Like, like, like uh, Trent Green, if we're going back. Okay. Like quarterbacks like that. Don't say Trent Dilfer. No, no, no. Okay. No. Uh, Joe Flacco is another guy. Okay. Yes. So like a type of quarterback like that, those quarterbacks could be successful in the right scheme. Correct. In the right system. That's it. But that brings me to my point. Okay. That brings me to the next point. The team I think he should go to and the coach he should be with. It's Washington. One team. It's not Washington. Who? Tell me. Wouldn't you think that if anyone could get him on the right track, it's Sean Payton in New Orleans. Mm. 
That's New Orleans is cap strapped. That's a very interesting pairing. There. Right. New, New Orleans is cash strapped. Very interesting pairing. Yeah. The last time they took a swing on a quarterback, Drew Brees, neck injury, Miami, uh, Miami said no. And then when he was at the Chargers, they said, no, thanks. New Orleans took a chance on him and the rest is history. Right. You look at a team like New Orleans, who I don't think Jameis is their quarterback. Taysom Hill is damn sure not their quarterback. And Ian Book, forget it. That guy just got wiped off the map after that game he had. <laughs> Baker Mayfield brings a certain level of swag, I feel like, and a certain level of... What's the word I'm looking for? I think with the right coach and the right team, he can succeed. And Sean Payton, for all it's worth... right. Is one of the he is a top four, five, three, whatever you want to say. He's a top coach in this league. I agree. And I, I the only reason I'm gonna say no to that is because Winston did have success with Peyton. He did. So I think they're gonna run it back with him. I hope not. <laughs> I do though. I think they're gonna he was decent. But then that begs the question, where does he go? I don't know. Does he go to Seattle? Because if Russ leaves with a couple of weapons there. Him and Pete Carroll, I guess. Because Pete Carroll's Who knows staying. if Carroll's even going to be there then? Supposedly they said they're safe today, well, which that doesn't make any sense. But I don't know. Listen, the quarterback market this year. I guess, I think, again, I think Washington's an interesting Washington scenario. is very interesting. That's another one, yeah. Ron Rivera is a damn good coach. Denver he, is an interesting spot. He needs a good coach. He needs a good coach in a good front office. That's yeah, what I it know. is. I hear you. The Browns are too, like, wishy-washy. I don't think Stefanski is very vocal. You know, like when he was our offensive coordinator with Minnesota, he was very quiet. When he's with the Browns, he's very quiet. He's you don't a, need to be a guy, though, that's like a rah-rah type of guy. But Baker's a rah-rah guy. This is the problem. Yeah, but you don't want many two rah-rah guys on, because then if everybody's a rah-rah guy, <laughs> then, you know, it's rah-rah this and rah-rah that, and then it's just chaos. I guess, but I feel like there's a certain level of intensity that needs to match Baker's. You, you know, I don't know. Like a Bruce Arians? Like a, yeah, like like a no risk and no biscuit. Like, mm. hey, listen, air it out. Throw the ball. Do what you got to do, but we're going to play to your strengths. Okay. And what's, the reason I like New Orleans so much is because every quarterback that they have that they've tried post Drew Brees, they've played to their strengths, no? Oh, yeah, they got a good running game with Kamara and stuff like that. So, you know, I get it. I get it. I, I, I see the light that you're trying to shine. Unless he ends up on the Texans, then he's dead to rights. Maybe Carolina will take a flyer because they just can't seem to get it right. Oh, either. God. Carolina. Open quarterback competition, Baker, Darnold, and Cam. What a mess that is, that situation. We're not going <laughs> to talk about them today. All right. Well, that covers that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> so right around the corner. Be right back. Hey y'all, Spencer Blinn, the producer for Perfect Spiral Podcast, and you're listening to my band Hollow Choir's new song, What You Want. Available now on Spotify. What you want. Alright, John, here we go. Are we re- I'm ready. Playoffs are one week away. Let us quickly update you on who has made the playoffs already. In the NFC, because that's gonna where we're gonna start, because that's a little that's a little easier to navigate. The NFC already has a number one seed, and that is the Green Bay Packers, who have clinched the number one seed with a thirteen and three record. So the NFC for the second year in a row, John, 
is going to go through Lambeau Field. Second year in a row. Packers made it to the NFC title game last year, and they did not win that. They lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Buccaneers and the Cowboys have both clinched their division, but the seeding is up for grabs. If both teams finish with the same record, I believe, yep, the Cowboys would get that number two seed. Okay. The Rams win and win the NFC West. If the Rams and the Cardinals tie, if the Rams lose, this is an interesting scenario in the NFC West. The Rams play the 49ers this week who have not clinched a playoff spot yet. The 49ers have beaten the Rams five times in a row, dating back to a couple years back. Sean McVay has never beaten Kyle Shanahan, I think. Interesting. So if if San Francisco wins and beats LA and Arizona beats Seattle, then Arizona would win the West and the Rams would get the number five seed and so on and so forth. So five teams have clinched, six teams, I'm sorry, the Eagles have also clinched in the NFC. So there's one seed up for grabs in the NFC, and that is between two teams. It is between the Saints and the Niners. Pretty simple scenario here, John. If the Niners lose and the Saints win, the Saints will make it. If the Niners win, they are in. And this week, we already said the Niners are playing the Rams. The Saints are playing the Falcons, who are out of it. Yes, nothing to play for there. So, interesting scenario. What do you think is going to happen in the NFC? Do you think, how do you think at the end of the day it's going to shake out? Tampa Bay's playing Carolina. If Tampa Bay wins, they're the number two seed, yes. I believe. Uh, but they could fall as far as the four yes. if they lose. Which, let's be honest, they're not losing. We don't right think now. they're going to lose. No. But, you know. Who the hell knows? Crazy. So what do you know. think? So let's talk about that that last seed first. Do you think San Francisco wins against L.A.? Or do you think L.A.? Because, again, both teams are playing for something. It's not like the Rams have nothing to play for. The Rams are playing for the division. And that game, I'll tell you where that game is being played. That game is being played in Los Angeles. Really, though, is it really a home game? Yeah, the Rams are actually like, you know, the home team. It's the Chargers that don't have a lot of fans yeah. there. Yeah, you're right. I'm just thinking because San Francisco is really not right. that far. Anyway. The Rams have also won five in a row, so they're hot right now. I didn't like what I saw at Stafford last week, Joe. Yeah, he didn't look good. I don't... I don't when we get when we get to when we start talking about the teams, I, I'm not in love with the Rams right now, um, and the 49ers are they're kind of hot. But the issue is that it's Trey Lance, and do you trust Trey Lance against that? Jimmy's Rams practicing though; he may play Sunday. May play Sunday. So, so, but it boils down to okay. It boils down to this: ineffective Jimmy G or Trey Lance, who played okay last week, right against that Rams defense. I just. So you like the Rams. That's what you're telling me. I do like the Rams. I like the Rams, but I'd like to see the 49ers win because I want to see them go to the playoffs. Okay. Because there's just so much talent on that team to miss the playoffs. Yeah, and I think if the Saints were to make it, and again, the Saints aren't a gimme. They're in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Saints need to win, but they do have Taysom Hill back. So they need to win, and they need San Francisco to lose. 
Philadelphia. They clinched. Clinched. Uh, and they play. I think they play the, 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 the Cowboys this week. They do. So that's a game where, and Micah Parsons on the COVID list, he's probably out Sunday. That sucks. So now the Cowboys are in an interesting spot because they've already clinched their division. They essentially need, if the Rams lose, okay, mm-hmm. if the Rams lose, the Cardinals win, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys win, it would go Cowboys, Cardinals, Rams. Rams would be the wild card because the Cardinals and would win the division. Right. Yes. Okay. And the I'm just making sure about that really fast. I'm just comparing. I'm pretty sure you're correct on right, that. Right, yes. Yeah. So in that scenario, LA would go to Arizona. Which they don't want to do. Right. And depending on that in that scenario, San Francisco would be the six, and San Francisco would go to Dallas. And then Philadelphia would go to Tampa. Dallas doesn't want that matchup either. Well, Dallas is in a situation where they're not going to like who they're going to play because they're playing one of those West teams, I think. If the Rams win, if the Rams and the Bucks win, it does not matter what the Cowboys do. Yeah. At all. Okay. And then if the Rams win, then Arizona would be the five seed, regardless of the outcome. And Okay. And Arizona would probably go to Dallas, which is an intriguing matchup because... As much as I think that Arizona played well, I think Dallas has a lot more to show in another game. Dallas did not play well and lost that game by three points. Dallas hasn't played well in weeks. I mean, they just won 56-14 to a couple weeks ago. Well, I mean, yes, against Washington, but I'm talking about when they're playing against, like, top-tier teams. So, interesting scenario there. Um, Don't look now, but the Bucs are hot again at the right time. Go figure. You know? Rams have won five in a row. Packers haven't lost in what seems like forever. Packers have won five in a row. The Bucks have won two in a row. The Rams have won five in a row. And you know what's crazy too? The Packers clinched the first round by, and they should have everyone back. They should be completely healthy by the playoffs. And the Eagles have won four in a row. Eagles, remember we spoke about it, I spoke about it a month ago about the Eagles schedule and what yep. they had to do to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. They did it. You were right on that. Look at you. It's almost like you foresaw the future. Well, that's what I do. But <laughs> the NFC has an interesting spot that they're in. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do think, I think whoever goes to Green Bay is going to lose. I, right now. Yes. I think whoever goes to Green Bay is going to lose, whether that's Dallas or LA or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, But for me right now, it's very, I, I see I think if the Cowboys are clicking on all cylinders, I think they could beat anybody in that conference. But the problem is they haven't clicked on all cylinders for a while now. The offense But their struggled. defense is really good. Yeah. And that's what makes me like them so much. If I had to rank my three top teams in the West, in the West, in the NFC right now, it's in this order. It's, it's Green Bay, Tampa, and Dallas. And that may ruffle some feathers because I know a lot of people like the Rams, but I don't trust Matthew Stafford. No, not at all. I don't. He had some bad throws last week. I watched that game. He had some bad throws. Yeah, it's been, it hasn't been good. He's clearly hurt. 
But so, this is Stafford, so. I, I, at the end of the day, put a gun to my head right now, I think it's coming down between um, the, the Bucks and the Packers again. I think you get a repeat of that uh, NFC title game. I got a question for you about the NFC. Okay. With all the stuff happening that happened with Antonio Brown and losing Chris Godwin and uh, Leonard Fournette not being, <laughs> Joe is very excited. The Knicks game is on and Time Lord um, just got an alley-oop from, what was it, Jalen Smith or Marcus Smart? I think Smart. Um, <laughs> time Lord. Um, the, are you concerned with the Bucs? I, I just I just need your quick- With all their injuries and stuff? Yes. Think? Um, well, I know they're getting a lot of their guys back by the playoffs. Like they're getting Fournette back and they're going to get Levante David back and they're going to get all these other guys back. They should get Shaq Barrett back soon. Yeah. So, uh, no, because I truly think that first game is going to be, it's going to be a playoff game, but I feel like it's going to be like a tune up for them. Okay. You know what I mean? That's fair. I agree. I don't really think that it's a situation where they really lose. And they're going to be home, which is something that I don't think they did last year. I think they were the wild card, so they were on the road most of the playoffs. All of it, actually, until they played in the Super Bowl. Yes, they were a wild card team. They beat the Saints in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Then I think, oh, God, who did they play after that? I forget who they played. Wait, no, they beat Washington. Right, in Washington. In Washington. Then they went to New Orleans and beat New Orleans. Right, and then they went to Green Bay and Green Bay. Okay, so, and now they're home. Okay, I see what you mean. And then they won at home in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. (laughs) I'm I'm slightly concerned, but it's Tom Brady, so, and he still has better weapons than anything he's had before. Right, he's going to still have um, Evans and. Le'Veon Bell. Lev Bell. (laughs) No Ronald Jones, though. Ronald Jones is hurt. Yeah, right. So, John, why don't you break down the AFC for us? Okay. So, the AFC right now, let me... Uh, I think there's a couple of play- a couple of teams that have already clinched in that. In that yes. I think all the... all I think there's five teams that have clinched in the, a- in the, in the uh, AFC, I believe. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me just pull it up. Jalen Brown for three. The Celtics have not missed yet. That's great. They're four for four from the field. Oh my god, my phone does a stupid thing where it like it my my hand is fat and it can't. <laughs> All right, so I got it pulled up. If ESPN would load. Okay, so the AFC playoff standings as it is constructed. Okay. The Tennessee Titans are the number one seed. Okay. After the Chiefs huge loss that they needed right. against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Kansas City Chiefs are now the two seed. So Tennessee actually plays the Texans. The chance of them getting the number one seed is 79%. Basically, they have to win and it's locked. Right. Win and it's in. Win and it's done. The Chiefs, they play the Broncos. They have a 17% chance of of making the one seed. Um, And they have a... they. They would need Titans to lose and them to win in order to get it. Which is funny, actually. You know what's cool is um, ESPN actually gives a current projected first-round matchup. So their first-round matchup, if the playoffs started today, would be the LA Chargers. If they make it, which we'll get to that. Number three seed, the 10-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. They do have a slight chance at the one seed. Um, they have 4%, but they would need a bunch of stuff to happen. They're resting their starters, so it's unlikely. So they should be locked into the three. Um, the four seed is the Buffalo Bills. The five seed is New England Patriots. Who do the Bills Welcome play back. this week? The Bills play the Jets this week. So they're playing for the division. Okay. Yeah, and their um, projected first-round matchup is the Patriots. Oh, baby. I know. The five seed, the aforementioned New England Patriots. Right. They're playing the Dolphins this week. Not a gimme. In Miami, not a gimme. Yeah, but they already clinched a spot, though. Yeah, they already clinched, but, you know. 5% chance to win the division. The Buffalo Bills have a 95% chance to win the division, right. just for reference. The six seed... 
Indianapolis Colts at nine and seven, and the seven seed, if as it stands today, will be the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, this is interesting because we've seen it all over the place. Mm-hmm. If the Colts lose to the Jaguars, <laughs> which the Colts have lost five straight in Jacksonville, they you have. know this, Joe Smiley, ear to ear, I do. And the Chargers and Raiders decide to do a tie. That would be unprecedented. Un- it's not happening. But it's funny that everybody's talking about Can it. Can you imagine if they actually did that, though? Yeah, they just, like, both, they both, like, played hard enough to, like, make it look like it was a game. And then they both kneeled at the end and it was 0-0. That would be insane. That would be fucking, that would be ridiculous. Like, handshake, like, hey, we're both going to make the playoffs right now. That would be literally incredible. How would you feel about that? Uh, I would hate it, honestly. It would be kind of like people hated when Doug Peterson like kind of threw the game last year. I know. Be like it would be like that on steroids. I feel like. Right. But anyway, so the Jags would need to beat the Colts, which is a fat chance. But who knows? And then the Raiders and Chargers, if it ended in a tie, would make the playoffs. But I'm just gonna say, last year the Colts needed to beat the Jaguars to make the playoffs, and Jonathan Taylor ran for like 250 yards. So they're in the same exact situation (laughs) they were last year. So I expect Jonathan Taylor to run for 250 yards. Joe knows how this movie ends. Right. Um, so in that case, it would be the winner of the primetime, the final game of the regular season, the Chargers and the Raiders. To see who makes the playoffs, I personally think it is going to be... The Raiders. The Raiders. You think the Chargers choke one more time? One more time, yeah. And I think the Chargers, it's, an, it's a miracle run to the playoffs, and Rick Passaccia is the coach next year. Anyway, that's my um, two cents on that. I think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. I've been on their tail all year. I'm not going to get off of it. Um, I think the AFC is kind of wide open. Yeah. But. 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 I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I agree with you. Now, who's your number two? This is a good question. Right now? Right now. Cincinnati. I agree with you. Because. I don't think it was that much of a shock that Cincinnati beat Kansas City at home. Because I think if that game's in KC, I think the Chiefs win because of the home field advantage. Yes, of course. So I wasn't... I thought that game said said way more about where Cincinnati is than where Kansas City is. Kansas City played a good game. Played hard. Yeah. You know? It's not like their offense was like poor or they... You know, Joe Burrow was, has been otherworldly for the past three weeks. So, I think that game said a lot more about Cincy, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I I don't I don't trust Tennessee in a big spot. I just don't. Even with King Henry coming, no, because Tannehill sucks. I don't like Tannehill. <laughs> um, Indianapolis, I feel like is limited. Like, if Wentz doesn't have a good game, I think they're not very good either. They could definitely put up a stinker. I see what you mean. I think people are overreacting a little bit to Derrick Henry coming back. I, um, I don't think they realize just how much he needs to get back in a groove. Yeah. And, uh, Buffalo? Buffalo is a weird team. Man. So inconsistent. I like Buffalo because I think they're really talented. But I don't know. And New England, I think, you know, they're again, they're going to go as far as... Mac takes them, but I think we've already seen against a good team. I'm not saying Mac's going to fold, but I think Mac is limited. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to, I, if you ask me today, I think it's going to come down to Buffalo. I think it's going to come down to Cincinnati and Kansas City in the AFC title game. I really do. C- Cincinnati, 
at Kansas City in Kansas City's fourth straight AFC championship game. That's what I think you're going to end up seeing. Again, as long as Cincinnati, the thing, the only thing about Cincinnati, Cincinnati could, Cincinnati could, could fall behind by 20 points in a playoff game. We've seen that happen plenty of times, and against these really good teams, you don't know, you know, if that's going to be if that's going to be too big of a hole for them to come back from. We've seen that happen. You know what it is about Cincinnati, man. <sighs> Cincinnati's so dangerous, right? Um, yeah. And it, it, you watch them, and it's just like they were down 21-7 in that game. They came back. Granted, like you said, they were at home. I just, something about them. But you know what it is? You know why I give Kansas City the edge, and I'm going to agree with you. Okay. I think you're going to see Kansas City win the AFC Championship and go to the Super Bowl, ultimately. Right. I just, I got to see Joe Burrow in a big spot in the playoffs. You know, He's been great in the regular season, but listen, we've seen guys light it up in the regular season. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. Right. He goes to the playoffs, and sometimes Aaron Rodgers looks a little befuddled, even though he's one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time. I don't think you're giving the Chargers enough credit. They could make a run in the playoffs, John. They really could. They really, really could make a run if they get there. They really could. They're just so inconsistent for me. I mean, if they're a seven seed, you're telling me they can beat. They can beat the Chiefs. In Kansas City. It can happen. Oh, because they played two great games this year. Right. I agree with you 100%. I think that that's the team that the Chiefs probably don't want to see. Right, exactly. Exactly. Ultimately. Because I think the Chiefs... they know them so well. Exactly. And the Chiefs could beat anybody else, I feel like. Buffalo, forget them. I'm with you. Really? I'm out on Buffalo. I'm not... (sighs) They just... They haven't been as consistent as I would have liked. They're too one-dimensional for me, No. Uh, yeah, they have no run game. Zero. Absolutely no run game. Zero. New England. Got to see Mac Jones in that spot. Yeah, I mean, the Colts are another team that we haven't talked about yet. What do you think about the Colts? I agree with you. I think it really falls on Wentz. Because, listen, they could take the Tennessee Titans model. We've been saying it for weeks. You've been on it for weeks. You were on it with New England and how you felt about Mac Jones, and now you were on it about the Colts and how they feel like Tennessee, and it's a very, like... What's their ceiling? Their ceiling is probably AFC Championship, but they could be a first-round exit team. It all depends on how far Jonathan Taylor will take them. Right, exactly. And Wentz just needs to play good enough. He just needs to play good enough to Com- get Complimentary football. Exactly. Very Browns-esque. Very Browns-esque. Don't turn the ball over. Make clean reads. Right. Just do the right thing with the football. Be Alex Smith. Yes. <laughs> boom. Joe, boom. That's all he needs to do. <laughs> And this team could go to the AFC Championship. Be Alex Smith. That's all he needs to do. They have a great defense. I'm I'm in on the Colts because I've been saying it for weeks that I'm in on them. But again, right. Jonathan Taylor, Wentz, I need to see it from Wentz. We've never seen it. I know. I know. Because the one time that he was going to be in the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl, he got hurt. We've right. never seen it. Now we get the Carson Wentz experience in the playoffs. Let's <laughs> see what he can do. Oh, God. It's tough. It's tough. Because you know what? You look at the Chiefs and you just say, you know what, man? They're still head and shoulders above everybody else. Head and shoulders. Even though they lost this incident, I'm still I, I still trust Mahomes more because he's been there. Absolutely. It's like Brady in the AFC for his entire run. He's been there. You're gonna go against Mahomes? No, you can't. Not until it happens. Exactly. Not you until can't. it happens. Well, there's really not much to say there until we get to the playoffs and yeah. we see what happens. Next week we'll have an entire Next week we'll have a full thing about it and we'll give you our full playoff prediction, 
all the way through and including the Super Bowl and who we think is going to win. But, uh, you know, that's really it for this piece. When we come back, we're going to talk about game picks. Game picks, yes. And uh, little little uh, sports betting. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll be right back. Transition. All right, folks. Well, we're just about to wrap it up here today. But before we do let you go, we wanted to tell you that New York sports betting will be live on Saturday. Woo! Let's go, baby. I've already got my account unlocked by FanDuel. John, how do you feel? You're a big guy with this. How do you feel about this? Um, it's not good for my mental and sanity and my financial sanity. Um, I'm going to need my phone confiscated. So well, it's not good. You have to be an adult about these things. It's hard when you want to put in. I already told our friend Richie I'm putting in a 14 leg parlay. What? Just just for shits and giggles on Saturday. Which wait, that just reminded me of something, Joe. I would be. Do you want to talk about what happened in Ronaldo, or you want to save that for last? I mean, let's save it for last. Let's close out the show with it. Going to close out the show with it. Do you want to? I you, you were the one that was very excited about it. So God, by all means, we can close it out. We'll close it out. All, all right. right, we'll do the game picks. What's the record on the year? So I listened to this before we came before before uh, we 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 launched here. And uh, oh my God, the Knicks are getting embarrassed right now. Shocking, <clears throat> shocking, ridiculous. Why do I do this to myself? Yeah, it's nineteen to six. It's not looking good, bud. No. Do you like Mitchell Robinson? Uh, he's in the right system, yeah. But, you know, I mean, the Knicks play, the Knicks love to play iso ball with Randall, and Randall is not like, you know, he's not like. He's not a scorer. He's not Kevin Durant. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely not. He's not. So it's like, you know, it's, they, 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 they're trying to play this like style of ball that doesn't really, you know, he hasn't scored yet tonight. So that's why they're down 19 to 8. Like he hasn't scored. I've never seen him and RJ haven't scored. And that to me is, and we're coming off a game where RJ just had an Evan Fournier chucking up threes. Unbelievable. You, you have such disdain for him. I feel like every time he doesn't bring it every night. That's why I can't stand guys that don't bring it every night. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to suck, but bring it every night, then I'm fine with that. But you don't, he doesn't bring it every night. That's my problem. (laughs) That's my problem. Anyway, game picks. Sorry. I just, I got a, I got a little distracted. So I listened to it on the way here. Okay. And first, let me do yours. You selected. God damn it. You selected the following games. You took the Tampa Bay Bucks minus 13 in MetLife. (laughs) What a joke. Did not work out. 0-1. You took the Cowboys minus 6.5 at home against the Cardinals. Did not look good. You took the Bengals plus five and a half. That worked. Bingo. One and two. You took the Falcons plus 14 and a half. The Falcons lost by 14. So you got that one too. Bingo. And then you took the Rams minus four and a half in Baltimore, and that did not work out. So you went two and three last week, and you are currently 37 and 43. I, on the other hand, Took the Steelers plus three and a half at home. Won that game. 
took the Chargers minus six and a half against the Broncos. They won 34 to 13. Took the Raiders plus seven and a half in Indianapolis. They won 23 to 20 on a last second field goal. Two, three, and all. Okay. Took the Bears minus six and a half at home against the Giants. They won 29 to three. Four and all. And I took the Eagles minus three and a half in Washington. They won 20 to 16. So I went five and zero for the third time this season. So, God damn it! It is over. I am the 2021 Game Picks champion. How do you feel about that? First of all, we should have put a funny wager on this. Like someone had to do something funny, like sit in a Waffle House for ten hours, <laughs> like that fantasy thing. Yeah. Um. I mean, hey, listen, you got to win something. Congratulations, Joe. I know it was a disappointing fantasy. For Listen, you. John, I'm not going to tell you. I beat you, I think, in everything we did this year. <laughs> you did. I think you did. I lost. Wait, how many times did we play each other in fantasy? Four times? You went 4-0. and oh. We played each other three times. No, twice this year in fantasy. Well, my other league, too. Right. I beat you in both leagues. I, did the, I had the Mark Andrews come back in my league. The 45-point game. I beat you in your league. And then you beat me in game picks. And then I I destroyed you in the game picks. (laughs) And you had a big lead to begin the year, too. Remember, you got off to a really hot start? It was hot, yeah. But I am currently 45 and 35, and you are 37 and 43. 10 games over 500. 10 games over 500. Well, congratulations, Joseph. I'll give you a handshake. Thank you so much. It was really great. What an honor. Do you do you want to do game picks just for the fuck of it this week, the last week of the season? Ugh. Why not? Why not? Why not? It, my numbers aren't going to be FanDuel, though, unfortunately. Because now that I uh, did my FanDuel app and I'm ready to go for Saturday, um, it doesn't show me anything. It just says that I'm ready to bet once it opens. So I'm going to have to go off of uh, Caesars. Caesars. Yeah, because that's where ESPN gets their numbers. All right, so talk to me. What do you like this week? Oh, man, you know, this week's tough because there's a lot of... Everybody's sitting. Um, Cleveland's minus six. Who are they playing? Cincinnati. I'm going to go Cincinnati plus six. Cincinnati. Well, Burrow has already said he's not playing. Yeah, so Brandon Allen. So you're taking Cincinnati plus six even without Joe Burrow? Yeah, why not? I am taking... It's a matchup of backup quarterbacks, right? Because Baker's out too. Yes. Okay. So... Another, an upset special. This is my upset special already. Okay. Uh, I am taking the Lions plus three and a half against the Jordan Love-led Green Bay Packers. Oh, Aaron's already out? Yeah. Okay. Sitting. Um, that's, if, if Aaron Rodgers was playing, you think that line's minus three and a half? Wait. So you're telling me if the Wow. Wow. Okay. Lions may win. Good for them. Good for the Lions. I like that. I love the Lions. Uh, by the way, real quick, I just have to get Joe credit where credit's due. Oh, thank you. Amon Ross St. Brown? Wow. Yo. What a revelation. I know, right? It took a couple weeks. You were on that early. Um, <laughs> did you see this Colts line? What is it, 15? Minus 15 and a half. Jesus. I'm not touching that. <laughs> uh, Steelers at Ravens. Baltimore minus five at home. No Lamar, it's looking like, to close the season. Are you serious? He hasn't practiced. Oh, my God. I'm going uh, Steelers plus five. Going all dogs right now. The Titans are at the Texans. Minus 10 is the line. I'm taking the Titans minus 10. I think this is a two score game. And then I get one more, right? Yes. 
the Jets. Jets are at Buffalo. Plus 16 I got on mine. For the Jets? Yeah. yeah. The Jets played Tampa tough last they week. They did. They did. They did. Do it. Do it. Stop trying to coerce me. Take Gang Green. Fuck it. I'm going Jets plus. Yeah, you are. They're going to lose by fucking 45 points. All right, so here's what I'm going to do this week. Just so if everybody's paying attention, guy who went 5-0 and all last week. I am going to... I'm going to go try to go 50-35. and 35. That would be a phenomenal season. That would be insane. be a great year for me. I'm going to go with teams that need to win this week. Okay. okay? I'm taking the Chargers minus three in Vegas to make the playoffs. It's going to be a hell of a game. Okay. I am taking... The Cardinals minus seven at home against Seattle in a game they need to win to try to get the division. I am taking the Saints minus three and a half in Atlanta to win. I am taking the Bucks minus eight against Carolina to secure the number two seed. Okay. And I need a dog. I will take the 49ers plus four and a half in L.A. to beat the Rams and you, clinch Joe. a playoff spot. Joe's going go. for the throat this week. Boom. John, you want to end it with the Ronaldo news? Well, no. We got to say oh, we we mentioned that the sports gambling is legal starting yes. Saturday 9 a.m. We did. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what happened to Ronaldo. Uh, quick shout out. Joe, would you like to do the honors of congratulations to the champion? Congratulations to my wife, Hannah Miglio. On becoming the 2021 Ronaldo League champion. In one of the most ridiculous fantasy games I think anyone's ever seen. It was pretty absurd. It was pretty absurd. Matt was down by six with Dalvin Cook on Sunday night. The box was loaded because Sean Mannion was the quarterback. Dalvin did absolutely nothing. Going into the half, he had three points. He got another 1.6 after the half with a catch. And then all of a sudden, they're down 30-7. to seven. He rolls his ankle. He's out. I text Joe. It's over. Dalvin's out. Joe calls me immediately, frantic. Hannah's screaming. <laughs> I'm like, Joe. He's like, we were watching Dexter. I had no idea. He's like, is he really out? So for the next 20 minutes, me and Joe and Hannah are all sitting on the phone. And we're looking to see. I'm like up against my television, like so close, like as if it's going to make any difference whatsoever as who I see on the field. We're like, that's Madison. Oh, my God, that's Madison. It's over. Freaking out. No, it's not over yet. No, 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 it's over. Now it's over. She won by, what was it? Less than a point. No? She won by like 1.2. 1.2 in one of the most insane championships Crazy. I've ever seen. Credit to Matt, your good friend. <laughs> he, two years in a row, man. That's a tough pill to swallow. It was funny because nobody said anything in the chat for the first like five minutes after it ended. I know. Everyone's like, like oh, on eggshells. Yeah, yeah, like, oh my God. It was bad. It was crazy, but hey, they'll both be, I think they'll both be back next year. I wouldn't doubt it if you see a rematch. Honestly. I, I, I love something to say about that. Yeah, right. I guess what you did this year. Wow. There's two Miglios on the trophy and it's not you. Listen, I always have an excuse. I did not have Austin Eckler. <laughs> did not have my son. Okay. He always has an excuse. Did not have my son. Shout out to Ronaldo. It's the best league in the world. Yeah, honestly. baby. There it is. Hard All right. to win. Folks, enjoy this week. Enjoy the last week of regular season football. For those of fans who are not making the playoffs, enjoy the last game. For those of you who are fans who are making the playoffs, get ready.
Jaguars number one pick. There we go. You're on the clock. Lose and we're on the clock. <laughs> Love that. So, all right. John, any last words? No, that's it, man. Great episode. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Holla. <laughs>